My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been Alright, welcome to Magic and Ash. My name's Tim. You might know me from A There Cast, which is a new cast started by Tuna. Much love. All hail Tuna. Why does a woman always get married in white? It's because you want the dishwasher to match the fridge. Also joining me from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy, homies. It's your golden guru here, Sid Swami. Rest in peace, Jimmy Snooka. We lost a great man. And if you want to hit Superfly splashes like Jimmy Snooka, remember to drink lots of Comet Cola, just like he did. And that has nothing to do with his death. And a man born of vitriol, stomach acid, and pure hate, cast out by both family and a pack of wolves, later to be raised by a group of millionaire hate mongers, John Holen. <laughs> Surprisingly accurate. And uh, speaking of hate, I'd just like to take a moment to say rest in peace to all the Cowboys fans out there who had their dreams destroyed for yet another year. Um, keep watching that VHS tape, guys. It'll it'll get better. And we have a special guest with us tonight. The man who put belly roll in smelly troll. Former Star City Games alum, recently divorced from them, like myself, from Helen Carnet. A man proud to carry the title biggest troll at Star City or former Star City writer. A man who's got something wonderful where a hole in him used to be. Mark Nestico Jr. I don't know why the fuck I'm here, but I'm just gonna ride it out. I guess. So let's let's do this shit. Nah, man, don't be like that. I'm actually really excited for this one. Some of the uh, best episodes of Cast from Exile I remember doing were with you. We had the epic episode where the guy got the suspension because of that rape charge that had surfaced when he was doing well. Sounds like a good one. Oh, yeah, that was the Zach dude that, that violently raped a woman and then got off because he was a rich white person and then he wanted to be a lawyer. That guy. God bless him, right? Yeah. It, but it's been a while, man. How the fuck you been? I'm tired. Uh, I work a lot. I have a kid on the way. I uh, That means I had sex with somebody and impregnated them. So that part's great. Congratulations on the sex. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I worked, both teams played hard. You know, there's a lot of choking involved. So I'm surprised the seed actually took hold. But, you know, that, that's what happens when there's a lot of passion involved. Well, thanks for coming on Magic and Hash. You have received some vile mm -hmm. claims because you're star city writer yep. do you feel like as you wrote for star city you peddled cardboard for them My guard was star city <laughs> did you feel yourself like promoting some cards when you just felt like the the formats were lame i i, I kind of wrote about it in my last article but um uh, i don't think people really understand like yeah star city is a company and they charge you know they charge a good bit for their cards but uh they never tell me to do anything. Nobody ever gave me like directives or like, hey, push this card or hey, we, we're going to do a sell on these. Make make sure people know to buy these. Like that. Like I, I can see where people think that that's kind of how it goes because a lot of the writers they do kind of do that. 
they they sort of like throw out uh, agendas. Like before I became a, a Star City writer, I, I was big into magic finance. So like when I would write articles and shit about cards that are maybe I think are going to be worth money or th- shit like that, I was doing it purely from like an altruistic standpoint, like trying to actually help people make some money or get get the inside scoop on cards that might be worth some money down the line. So, I mean, you gave up a position writing for Star City, which is something most Cheeto-bearded fucks would give up their favorite bottle of cocoa butter scented hand lotion to do. My favorite. I mean, like, what the fuck? Why, why did you walk away from some shit like that? At the end of the day, I was offered a, uh, a position at work that paid more. It came with incredible health benefits, but it requires a lot more dedication. You know, with the child on the way, I want my wife to have, you know, to be able to work as little as possible while I provide for my family. I mean, it wasn't easy, Sid, at all. Not to sound any type of arrogant, but Star City paid me legitimately thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a year to write for them. Walking away from it kind of sucks because I loved it and I loved writing for people and even people like John who who constantly crawled up my ass and told me what a piece of shit sellout I was. Uh, you guys don't understand like how, how much I even appreciate that. Just taking the time to call me a, a fuck ass. Like I you know, it's it's appreciated. Holy shit, it feels good deep inside. I call people fuck asses all the time and finally it comes back. That's thank you. I'm doing it for my family, but uh, at the end of the day I I'm gonna miss it quite a bit i get where y'all are coming from like if you if you don't dig the writing or uh you don't dig the the message we're trying to send or the article we're trying to write or you know shit like that they that's that's cool i mean i don't really know you guys i know sid a little bit but uh i always like i i never really get mad when people that i don't know are like oh you're you're a fucking loser dude you're you're a faggot piece of shit asshole like i i I actually don't really mind, like contrary to like my internet persona where you might see on Facebook or Twitter where I like to just troll back and just be, you know, as as arrogant as I possibly can be. That's actually like about as far from the truth as it comes when it comes to the kind of dude that I am. It's not as hateful as you think. If you listen back to our episodes, it's more just kind of like pinning you as a cartoon character, a villain, so to speak. Uh, You're the candy man of magic. If you say your name three times in the mirror, there you are trying to peddle Star City cards. I love it. Yeah. I love you. Uh, I, I can't like, remember what you called me. You called me a, a stuff like what was it like a stomach virus or something? It was like a very inventive. No, it was. Uh, I can try to remember what it was. Some sort of uh, uncurable cancer. Oh yeah, yeah, I was an uncurable cancer. Previously on Magic and Hash. If you think about it, he's just rotting out our kids' youth. He's creating a fatter America. How you're linking? How on earth are you linking? How on earth are you linking Mark? to the obesity epidemic that plagues America, particularly well, the Midwest. It's either that or, or breast or brain cancer or um, some sort of like infectious disease you just can't get rid of because you're just like, oh, there's Nestico again. What's up, you guys? This is Mike and Chester from Lincoln Park. You're listening to Magic and Ash Radio. Magic and Ash Radio. The internet scene of mtg like the canadian frontier man and it's a melodrama and you're totally fucking snidely whiplash meanwhile a short distance away snidely whiplash was up to his favorite pastime 
tying women to railroad tracks. This despicable-looking creature is Snidely Whiplash. Tender social event of this prominence. With me, Top Hat and Cape, I'll be in the height of fashion. A party, a party, wee! Oh, I mean, here's the thing. When it comes to, like, who's done bad things in magic, I've never made fun of a, of a transgendered person or sexually assaulted someone or cheated or blown up on a public stage on an opponent or any of that shit. Like, I, I don't fall into the villainy. Like, I, I mean, let's be honest. Like, what have I ever really done to hurt anybody? Like, I've wrote some satirical articles and challenged people and told them, hey, your format blows. Like, your favorite deck sucks. Like... That that's as, that's as deep into the well as I've gone. I've never been in a tournament and been like, oh, I'm going to fist this dude's girlfriend in front of everybody. I just wrote some funny articles. <laughs> Shit, I remember that, dude. I wish you would have taken off his watch first. That was a nice watch. The good thing about you, Mark, you will comment back on anybody who comments on your shit you fight back yeah. and that's what we love about you this is great that you come on the cast you're you're here to kind of stand up and i fucking love that that's fucking All great right. i mean it's cool like here, here's the thing and i'm gonna give you guys the heads up because you know sid it comes from a, a great show that i used to have a lot of fun on I used to dig the guys like Ryan and all those guys are cool. What up? What up? I had to recently like exile Ryan from my life because he just went a little too ham sandwich on my Facebook on some people that I like. What up? What up? At the end of the day, I, I still think he's a great guy. Just, you know, I just don't need that shit in my life. But the commenting, like when somebody gets on my article and they're like, hey, I hope you kill yourself or hey, your shit sucks. And man, you're you're a shitty writer. Like you write like a high schooler. Go fuck yourself. Part of the persona is responding back. And at the end of the day, man, like when that person takes 10 minutes out of their, their day, when, when John or, or Tim or somebody takes five minutes out of their day to try to go after my balls, like try to go after my writing or my, uh, you know, like my friends, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. Like I smile and I'm like, eh, that's cool. I actually, I'm like down with that shit. Cause I think if I make you feel anything, then that makes me feel great. Like if you experience a negative or a positive or a neutral emotion, it's awesome and I love it. I can tell this now because I don't write anymore. I don't give a fuck. I just, I wanna like, I wanna poke the bear back. So uh, John used to jump on my dick quite a bit on one of their uh, their Facebook groups, and I liked giving it back to him just because that's the persona. That's Magic Mark on the internet. I got a new nickname, the Magic Man. Now you see me, now you don't. That is the stupidest nickname I've ever heard. Is it, Ricky? Because I think you wish you thought of it. All right, you got me. That's an awesome nickname. In real life, if John would have messaged me and been like, Hey man, I don't appreciate your writing. I would try to make him a friend by the end of that conversation. I wouldn't go for the dick on him and be like, well, how about you just kill yourself? I would be like, listen, man, like we might not agree on some things, but it's all cardboard in the end. And like, you know, try to find some common ground, try to be buds. And like, that's, that's why I came on the show because like, you know, I, I listened uh, when Ryan showed me one of the recordings. It was like, oh, here, here's here's them biting on you a little bit, you know, giving you a shout out, but even though it's negative. 
and I was like, cool, like that's awesome that they fucking they even brought me up. Like that's that's neat. So like it kind of made me want to come on the show and make buds instead of fucking you know tearing at each other's balls and shit. Like why not just come on and find some common ground, maybe make fun of you fuckers a little bit for trying to clown me. But at the end of the day, man, it's all it's all friendship. I wear hate as a badge of honor as well, and uh, I'm glad you come on here to prove your laurels and the only reason we picked at you is because you're cast from exile alumni we know you can take a joke you're fucking bulletproof yeah. i'm sure john's got some shit built up yeah, you give in me there the business give him the business he well says. first first off i'd like to say mark congratulations on stepping away from star city that's very honorable and doing it for the right reasons. so big round of applause for that Oh, is he, is, he, is he clapping for me or is he jerking off? <laughs> and, and second, I can agree with you because there's a lot of people I disagree with online and I, you know, turn them into my friends and we're best buddies like me and Chewie from over there at uh, Cast. I mean, I made a special little present for him, right? Right, guys? That Cheeto bearded fuck? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna bury his fucking ass in my backyard. I swear to Christ, I'm gonna fucking put him in a fucking grave. That's what I'm gonna do, you son of a bitch. I don't know if he's so, serious or not. Is he serious? He might be. Guys, am I serious? Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, I don't, I don't listen, I don't just, listen to this shit, but I just let it happen, bro. I've been waiting for this forever. Let's oh, just hear it. Yeah, I'll fan those fucking flames. Here's kind of my thing, you know, and it's not just about Mark. Mark just happens to be the poster child for this shit. But like, there's this kind of huge hypocrisy when it comes to there's very few people out there that can make money off of magic, especially if you're not starting your own card shop, which most people can't do. I mean. Um, you know, writing about magic is probably about the only other way that you can actually make money aside from, you know, card shop or being a pro. But at the same time, like Star City, Goldfish, Card Hoarder, whatever, at the drop of a hat, they will fucking get rid of you because there's 10,000 other people out there that want to write about magic and are good at writing about magic. And, you know, they've all got blogs, they've all got uh, podcasts or whatever. So, you know, on the one hand, it's like, you know, such an accomplishment to actually start writing for these people. But at the other hand, they'll fucking drop you like nothing, you know, for saying the wrong thing on a Twitch stream or for acting up in a tournament or grabbing a newspaper titty at a transgender person or whatever. So, I mean, that's my number one problem is like a lot of these people feel that they're just indispensable, you know, to somebody like Star City, when in actuality, they could really give a fuck less. I mean, they'll fucking light the lot of you on fire and replace you if they want to. Right. All right. So I'm going to touch on a couple things on that just real quick because the Capitals just tied the game. I need to start talking before I start throwing shit at my TV. When it comes to like there are 10,000 other people out there that can replace you, that's true and that's not true. The common belief, and I'm sure you guys understand where I'm about to come from. Everybody, they think that they're a magic pro or everybody thinks that they're like a Grand Prix master. Or everybody thinks that they're an awesome magic writer. It's like the culture that magic is, is kind of fostered that it's that like elitism that they know better than you do about everything. I've had people like they'll comment shit on my articles like, well, here's where you're wrong. This is wrong. You're wrong about this. Or they'll Facebook message me. You're wrong. You know, blah, blah, blah. Neglecting the fact that I've put thousands of hours into this and I've played on pro tours and I've teamed with some awesome people. And I might not always know what I'm talking about. And I love being wrong because I fucking love learning. That's the best part about magic. You're always learning. The entitlement and like the straight up indignation that some of these people bring to the table, the, I am not wrong. I am smarter than you. I am better than you. I could do your job. That mentality right there, John, and I will agree with you to an extent. I quit, and guess what? Somebody replaced me. 
probably, I think, already. And that's totally cool. But at the same time, the people that are good at their jobs, like the Brian Brown Doings and... Shout out to my man, Brian Brown Doing, who's going to be slaughtering fools at Aether Revolt. Get him. Thanks for all your support, brother. BBD! Poppy chin, keep your nose in. You best believe in a man slain with a grin. It's a no win when you play him. Body's falling. It looks grim, you best turn in. Quit napping, no stalling. Are you all in? Cause mom's calling, you forgot to check in. Listen, pumpkin, quit falling. Blood's clotting. Here's a napkin, that happened. Man, it's happened. Pitch slapping. Hope snapping. Life sapping. Thirst trapping my man. Brian Braun doing. Braun doing it on Twitter. You know, the Ross Merriams, Todd Andersons. Those are the people that you can't replace. You can't just go out there and snag a world champion or a Grand Prix multiple time champion like Hayne or something like that. And Brian Brown doing, Ross Merriam, Todd Anderson. Those are the people that you can't replace. Ross, Ross, Ross Merriam, Todd, 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 Todd Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Brian Brown doing, 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 Brown doing, 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 Brian Brown doing. You can't just go out there and snag a world champion. Mr. Anderson. Hear that, Mr. Anderson? So, so yes, in that regard, I definitely feel you that Star City is a company first. And if I did something fucking stupid, if I went to a tournament and used a racial slur or something like that, and they they fired me for that, yeah, man. They're, but but that's how it is anywhere. Like you, you, we all watch sports, right? You know, if I'm a quarterback and I'm like, and I win two Super Bowls, but then I fucking start sucking it up for two or three seasons, and they bench my ass, like that's a business decision. That's that's a that's a franchise, you know, betting their chips on someone else and not you. And that's just how life is. That's how capitalism is. That's how competitive marketplaces are. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that a little bit. Sure. Please. Because like if it was a business decision, then you know, Travis Wu would still have a job at Fireball. Mm. You know, it's because the magic world has got this very uh how do I want to put it, uh, Asperger's laden. Um, perception of itself you know like your nfl example you can go out there and you can literally beat your wife bloody and still have a job oh yeah you, know, yeah, you can go, yeah. Just go out there and you can like shoot off your own foot because you've got a gun in your you know sweatpants yeah. it's, not a, it's not a business decision because all these people are like oh my god you know gun violence or violence no, I, women my point like, was if somebody yeah. does it better than you like look at dallas you know tony romo was one of in terms of winning percentage is one of the highest i think he's like the top five in the last decade but who's doing it better he got injured Dak Prescott comes and starts putting out results who, who did you see them pulling him out when yesterday when people were joking oh here comes here comes Tony and what did Dak do he showed poise he brought him back and yeah they got beat by the Packers but somebody's doing it better than Tony a lot of the magic writers out there are exactly what you described I mean you know it's somebody who's you know had some success at a certain level and they're kind of looking to get off of the pro tour treadmill you know there's kind of two types of magic writers out there you know you got your people like that and then you got your people that are more like you where they've got a following out there in the community for a very specific area whether it's you know finance or a specific format or whatever you know and then they get approached to come up clickbait clickbait yeah man and that and that is how it is and and channel fireballs and tcg players and star city you know you're, you're pretty much like your big three of, of producing content you know you're as good to them as you are good at magic or if you're a prolific personality or you're a, a streamer or uh you've had some regionalized success i mean when you look at my resume my resume it's not insane or anything it's not abysmal it's not, yeah abysmal probably <laughs> you know. when it comes to like localized stuff like you know I, i've won states and regionals and, and ptqs and rptqs and uh, you know, I've top aided some some bigger events, but I haven't done anything close to like what my my you know uh, coworkers, I guess you could call them, have done. Um, 
but I, I found a niche and I, I found what works for me. And I was one of those people where like, I just, you know, I always wanted to do it. And when I started doing it, I was like, man, this is great. And I loved it. But entertaining um, articles, though, that's what people want to read. Back to John's point, uh, football, you can like have your dogs fight other dogs, get out of jail and then still be on a football team and make millions of dollars. In magic, they are super sensitive where if you say anything about anybody homosexual or gay or anything, or even Travis Wu, where he just kind of like grazed on something on his Twitch, the level of just roasting in magic, it's not yeah. going to happen in any other thing. Like if you're bringing in money, you're bringing in readers, you could say the wrong thing and be gone. Political correctness has gotten to a point that's just out of control. I don't disagree with that, but I also have found a lot of benefits in kind of like watching what I say and what I do and how I present myself. And yes, the community itself takes certain causes up in it instead of intellectually or pragmatically coming at a certain situation, they like to burn the fucking house down. There are some situations like when I was railing against that Zach dude when he won a Grand Prix and then it came out that he was a very violent sex offender, you know, with what he did. I had no problem coming on cast and being like you know, this this is a piece of shit human being that has the wool pulled over some people's eyes because they're like, oh he's not like that anymore. And if you know anything about like sexual predators or sexual offenders it, it's a habitual thing. So like Somebody like that, you know, I'm never against fucking railing against them. And I'll rail against them until my motherfucking head falls off. Like, I don't give a shit. That's, you know, that's a personal issue to me. So in those regards, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely, uh, you know, I'll fucking die on that hill. But whenever you look at somebody like Brad Nelson, who, who makes a mistake on camera, and there's a, a fucking 450-page Reddit thread, you know, this guy's a cheater. That's why he's won all these events, this, that, this, that. You know, there's never been any proof other than that. Like, it's just one mistake that happened on camera. And that's the kind of shit that gets stuck in my craws. And I do feel you on that, that... The community, it doesn't have like a level that it adjusts to, you know, if it looks at something, it can't just be like, hey, guys, like this might be kind of maybe we should examine this from all sides and look at track records and look at this and that or the other. They just go straight to the pitchforks. They go straight to the torches. They go straight to the muskets and like fucking crown the house and getting ready to start blowing people's fucking heads off. They want to ruin lives. Like you get a lot of these fucking FNM warriors and these, you know, the joke is the keyboard cage fighters. You get a lot of those motherfuckers and they start rolling up on you and they're like, mm, I'm going to do everything I can to fuck you as hard as I can because I'm a nobody. You see, I'm nobody. I have no power in my real life. I have no power in my work life. I have no power in magic. But I do have a voice when it comes to fucking burning somebody at the stake. So you look at somebody like a, you know, like a, a, a Brad Nelson or whatever, who had that very, very insignificant thing. A Brad, who's a guy I, I've, I've teamed with for a pro tour, like that was so kind to me and like opened himself up, you know, to talking to me and mentoring me and teaching me. And I see that this one thing, and there's no, hey, this guy's given us content for a decade. This guy has fucking worn his balls out, like, just to fucking give us videos and articles and all that shit. Nope. It's like, yo, we got to take this to 10. If it's 1 to 10, we got to take it to 10. That's how a lot of these motherfuckers are. They're powerless and they're very, very angry about where their stake in life is. So when they see somebody like that, or like a Todd Anderson or Ali Antrazi, they decide that that's the hill they're going to die on. Not something fucking real and that could be painful or that is a detriment to the community. That's the hill they're going to die on. The one where they don't have any other outside information. You know, that's the one. And, and I, that's where I agree with you guys. And that's where I put the community on blast. That's why I write these articles where I'm like, you know, y'all are really, really good at getting angry at shit that you have no business getting angry at. 
But when it comes to the real ass issues, you guys start to divide yourselves. And, you know, maybe Zach's not such a bad guy. Maybe we should give him the benefit of the doubt. Those are the motherfuckers that I wish could actually gain some sort of perspective on what's important. It's tolerance to the point of fucking stupidity, man. Like, how tolerant are you going to be of people? I get that you're gonna, you have to, you know, kind of be politically correct in any public setting. I mean, the fact is, is that a lot of games could learn from magic and that having an accepting community that's not full of hate mongering. I mean, just look at fucking League of Legends. I swear that game is played by Nazis, man. There's just so much hate on there. The magic community has tolerance to a level of stupidity. If you're going to let a known fucking sex offender come and play games with children, children are at these fucking tournaments, man. I, last tournament I went to at Star City Games Center, there was a bitty baby there, two years old, man. Couldn't even say a word, an adorable kid. You want a fucking dangerous predator around that, in that kind of family setting, then you're a fucking idiot. We're creating controversy, creating conversation, and that's what needs to happen in Magic. It doesn't need to be one or ten, so that people aren't just lambasted on Reddit. I think part of the problem is that in Magic in particular, this comes from the top, because, you know, look at the way that Morrow runs the community interface for it. You know, there is no disagreeing with him on certain issues. There is no room for speculation or questioning. You know, you're either with it or you're against it. And the same thing with like the changes to the Pro Tour. If you don't like the changes to the Pro Tour, go fuck yourself. You don't understand it. So I really don't think that that's going to change. I think that's kind of why Card Hoarder or Fireball or whatever make some of the decisions they do, because they're just following Wizards' lead on this. They see that that's how it's structured, and to a certain extent, if you're not kind of towing the line the same way that Wizards would, then you're an outlier. It all comes down to the court of public opinion. Unfortunately, that's just how how society is. Fortunately and unfortunately. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. You can't have certain situations get fixed or have those things come to light without the other side of the coin, which is that people will tend to react to things the way that they would react to even more serious issues. It's sort of symptomatic of how our society is. And, and do I think it's progressive? In some ways, absolutely. And, and I'm, you know, I'm happy about certain things and levels of acceptance that we've taken. Or, but at the same time, it is incredibly difficult to be yourself nowadays for fear that it is going to have some sort of critical backlash that will ruin your life or your people's opinion of you, your, your writing, your well-being, your, your standing in a magic community. It doesn't have an expiration date either. I mean, since I started writing almost five years ago, I have gone out of my way to be a completely different person because my fear was always that if I did or said something incorrect, I would be fired, I would be chastised, I would be you know removed from the community, become a pariah of sorts. And it's, it's very real. And it, it's why a lot of writers that you see, you're not getting them. You're getting the public facade that they're giving you because it's safer and it's it's how they maintain their well-being and preserve their sense of self. You got to kind of like cocoon yourself in this fake persona. So that's kind of why I went the opposite way. And I just decided everybody that talks shit or everybody that has a qualm, I'm just going to start attacking them head on, but doing it in such a way that I never actually can get fucking fired. So it's definitely a double-edged sword. You got to walk on eggshells constantly. You basically just poke fun at these topics instead of actually hitting them head on. Like, you want to say the things you want to say, but you feel like you're skating on thin ice. 
Yeah. I mean, I, the things that I said, like when I would talk about modern being a format that either needs to get fixed or needs to get fucked, um, that was dead serious. Like, that's how I felt as a player. I mean, I played in the modern pro tour. I tested hundreds of hours for, for the format and became well versed with every deck and won a modern RPTQ against two Grand Prix champions that I'd played. But I understand the format. And, and when people are like, you don't fucking understand shit, you don't know anything about Frontier, you don't know anything about. It's like, these are people that, like, my job, one of my jobs, was to be good at magic or to be well versed in magic. Or to be remotely motherfucking confident when it came to magic. So when it came to writing controversial subjects, like I was always, I was never talking out of my ass. Contrary to what some motherfuckers out there believe, I was never talking out of my ass. When you say skating on thin ice, um, I was skating it on purpose. And I was saying the shit that I was saying on purpose. Like I wanted to get reactions out of people, good or bad reactions. You know, could I come right out and say some of the things as forcefully as I wanted to? Definitely not. But could I say them in such a way that it was meant to gain a response from them yeah absolutely it just you have to change the way you say things like i wish i could have came right fucking out and just gone dick deep and been like if you don't understand this concept then you're a fucking moron what we're doing here yeah. at magic and hash we fucking started turned 11 and you know what like not everybody's gonna be down with that but people are gonna take notice that we are the best podcast and that they're missing out on the most some of the most badass content available uh once we have time to fucking build our rep because the shit that we're getting on right now is some serious shit mark like we're taking it to a whole nother level we're headed for fucking savage times you know like love them or hate them fucking donald trump's about to be in the office this is fucking brexit come to america it's gonna be a lot more fucking rednecks the attitude era is coming back and we are at the forefront of that shit. we are at the forefront of that shit sid is on fire right now you know we're gonna hit whatever you feel uncomfortable about we're gonna hit head on brian rommel what up what up is a fucking cheeto bearded troll that was a part of not only the conspiracy to ruin magic and hash on mtg cast but our friend kenneth shout out and get well soon wingstop kenny kenneth had his life ruined by a conspiracy with him and fucking chewy and we know that shit and there's an investigation taking place right now you motherfuckers and as soon as this dna evidence comes back from the lab we're gonna hang your ass brian rommel Leaving the MTG community, what are you gonna miss? The community is what I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the most uh, out of everybody. Like there were just lots of fucking cool people. Lots of I made so many friends. But the bridge that I would burn, a the fucking know it all piece of shit uh, commenters and fans and douchebags that constantly try to burn down people's hard work and talent that think that they, because it's a writer or a content creator, that putting out something gives them the right to, instead of intelligently criticizing it, gives them the right to literally like just fucking try to deconstruct them as a human being, like as a person. That is probably the, the bridge that I would burn. It's like, I will not miss you motherfuckers. I won't miss the people that would send me fucking death threats. And I wouldn't miss the people that would send my wife fucking Facebook messages saying like, hey, your husband's a piece of shit. You know, if I receive it at a Venom or busts face open, I'm not gonna miss those people. Because, Damn, you know. that's some fucking hate. I, oh, dude, you know. I you, love- you make fun of modern and these cunts come out and they're just like, hey, I'm gonna fight you in real life, buddy. You know how many oh, fucking but- fights I've been in because of magic? Zero. Well, let's put it a different way. Like, and you hit on this a little bit in your last article here. So what are some of the things that you're not going to miss about magic? Oh, the travel. There was a fucking, like, a blog that somebody wrote a while back, and it was about, like, you know, how unfulfilling magic is. 
here's here's what a lot of these fucking FNM warriors that think that they can play on every pro tour and be the next GP champion don't understand. Cheeto bearded fedora wearing fucks. Fedora wearing fucks. The worst part about magic is magic. It's playing magic. It sucks. It fucking grinds on you. It's annoying. It sucks. But you keep going to these tournaments because you're addicted to the lifestyle. You're addicted to being able to see your friends every weekend, to eat in restaurants, to fly, you know, first class or business class or, or whatever, just to fly in general, to be seen in there. The adoration. You get addicted to people friending you on Facebook. To, and then you realize, oh shit, I actually got to play magic. I got to sit in a fucking chair for 10 hours on a weekend staring at some asshole who fucking wants to make his name off of me. I hope they're happy, but that's what I'm not going to miss. I'm not going to miss playing Magic. I love the game for what it's given me. It's given me my three best friends in this world, you know, the godfather of my child. It's given me everything. But at the same time, it's taken away thousands of hours, years of my life. It's taken away money. You know, until I got sponsored, until Star City started footing the bill for everything, it fucking took a long time to get to where I was at. So when you say like, oh, what are you going to miss? Like, fuck, man, I'm not going to miss magic. Like, I'm going to miss the people, the writing, the fun that was associated with it, the late nights, the pre-releases, that laughing with people. You're not going to miss Tom Ross and his sweet, sweet leather jacket. Tom Ross. Tom motherfucking Ross. Fucking badass. Tom's a good guy. Facebook. Yeah, Tom's Tom's a great guy, man. He's super kind. Uh, you know, I, I remember, hey, as, as recent as uh, SCG Orlando when I was there, like a friend of mine was playing. My friend was very, very fucking nervous. And Tom was like, hey, man, just relax. It's just magic. This is playing like deep in day two. You know, that's the SCG Open that he top eight. In. And like, he's just throwing it out there to my buddy. Like, hey, it's cool, man. Like, just it's just magic. Like, just relax. It was really cool to watch that. People that I don't want to deal with, that I the, the bridges that I would fucking burn, I'm burning them by just never dealing with them again. I don't want to put anybody on blast. I mean, the motherfuckers in I don't like them. They already know that I don't like them. But it's we want you to put them on blast, Mark. No, Who's a but dick? Here, but I'll give you something. I'm not going to give you a name, but I'm going to give you something. There are people in this community that use their, uh, and I'm going to use fucking air quotes because nobody in this game is in anybody. We're all just temporary somebodies. There are people in this community that use their stature or their name or their affiliations to really hurt other people. Magic and hash. <laughs> Fuck the haters. Yeah, you know who you are. In terms of like relationships or women, men, that they use them and they suck them clean like vampires. Are you and, speaking uh, like Patrick Chapin? Or- oh, no. Chapin. I actually have a fucking hysterical Chapin story. Like, the guy's awesome. But there are other people out there. I'm not using names. That's just not my thing. Somebody robbed me at a GP. Like, I put my deck down because we, I was getting ready to move to a feature match area, and I was going to be playing against Pat Chapin. And we moved our stuff around, and somebody jacked my deck. And while I was trying to fill out the thing for it, Chapin walked over to every vendor booth and told them what was in my deck. And, like, they will be on the lookout for this and these color sleeves with this color deck box with these you know, because I had some foreign cards in there with it. You know, he took down all my information and literally went through a GP's worth of vendors. And he probably doesn't remember the shit, but I do. Because to me, I was a nobody back then. And that was a, a huge deal to me. And, you know, he found me later on in the day. You know, hey, man, I just want to double check. Is everything okay? Have you found your cards? Or, you know, so that, like, yeah, he actually is that cool. 
But that is fucking sweet. You know, you wouldn't think that of Patrick Chapin. Like, I live in Colorado, and I've been trying to friend request him. You too, Mark Nestico. Appreciate you coming on, man. I, I mean, if like if I were to give you guys advice, it's just avoid the stigma of being snake bitten. Don't let the the pressure to be controversial overcome your your sense of integrity. You know, if you if you want to say things for shock value and you mean them, like that's cool. But there are some people that they're they're going to avoid you. You know, because they they don't want to be heard in that light. And that's not them being pussies or being they're just being protective of their image. Draws in the negative connotation, like the and, and the, the correlation there could be something that hurts your brand and to be honest that's what a lot of these guys have that's all they have right now is magic is that in their brand I feel like it would have been easier to get bbd back when he was still at star city because i feel like star city is a little more loose with like what their people do outside of the website than channel fireball would be the thing like about having guys like cedric phillips and danny west is your bosses is like they like that's the misconception, and that's what I wrote about. Is like they don't give a fuck. Like they, they just want you to be happy, and they want you to produce good content, and they want you to represent their brand fairly. Like that's why when I quit, man, I had a couple people like, all right, so listen, you don't work for them anymore. Right, tell me the truth. Give me the skinny. Like, what's the real Star City Games? And I'm like, you guys see it every day. You know, it's it's not. There's no illusion. Like, there's no. They they just don't care. They want you to represent them fairly. And if I was still working for them and I came on here and was like, oh, this company does this and they do that, like I would be misrepresenting them. This is not how they are. Out of all the companies I work for, and I work for TCG Player. And if you want me to shoot, I'll shoot there. You know, I, I work for them in their Halcyon days when I couldn't get paid and I got yelled at by a guy who refused to pay me, like who was fucking downright rude to me. And is the reason that I left. Unprofessional as fuck. I've never worked for an institution that was such an unprofessional joke. And now they're awesome. Like they apparently their infrastructure is entirely different and leadership takes care of their people and they got sick ass writers for them. Like Manfield and BBD. But you know, five, six They got a Wesco, man. Yeah, Wesco Craig is the fucking boss, dude. He's a, such a nice guy. Five, six years ago, it was a fucking cartoon character. I wrote for them because when I went knocking, they answered very quickly. But as soon as Star City popped their heads out of the fucking corner, was like, yo, do you want to come write for us? I was like, well, time to get on that hype train. Now, incredibly different, awesome company. My friends say nothing but great things about them. So the TCG player now is right up there in terms of allowing the writers to do this and that and make things interesting and fun. But five years ago, that shit to me was, was jokes. And if it wasn't for all the hard work that, that Frank put into that place, like leaving his blood, sweat, tears and his fucking, you know, semen on the floor, motherfucker did everything for them. If that shit wouldn't have happened, then they wouldn't be even remotely close to where they're at right now. You're leaving the magic content creating behind and you're moving on to a fucking family life, which I still can't believe. I always pictured you and your wife being like one of those old spinster couples with like dozens of cats. Just more and more cats every year. Like, what are you going to do now to rouse the ire of these keyboard cage fighter motherfuckers, dude? Because the world needs people like you as an outlet for these Cheeto bearded fucks. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess it's like the old adage. Like, well, they're not going to have Mark Nestico kick around anymore. 
the one thing that I could say about like my time writing magic articles is there's not anybody like me. There's never been someone like me. There probably never will be something someone like me. And I wear that as like a badge of honor. I wrote articles to make them timeless, not to make them like fucking, you know, here's a deck. Here's a sideboard guide. Here's a deck that's irrelevant in two weeks. Here's a sideboard guide because you can't do it your own fucking self. I always wanted to write things that people could look at in two or three years and be like, oh, that was kind of cool. Like I try to tell stories and I'm sure I failed a bunch. And I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of my writing is pretty amateurish. You know, I went to school for it. You know, I actually went to college to, 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 to for being a writer. So I guess the education part is kind of cool to have. It's not your fault. That's just the American education system right there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, all those years that I spent in college uh, honing my craft, I feel bad for the next me. There is somebody out there that they're like, hey, now that he's gone, that's a niche that I could totally occupy. And they're going to get their fucking ass kicked. I'm not fucking popping off at the mouth or joking with y'all when I say, like, you got to get used to motherfuckers hating you. And you got to get used to people not liking to be challenged because they hate that shit. Bring it. People hate being challenged. Like, they fucking can't stand it. I'm I'm guessing, like, it's, you know, you guys say some pretty fucked up shit. And you guys use swear words. And you guys tackle controversial subjects. That's showing an unwillingness for me to be challenged. And I would, if they were like, we want to take you off the, the whatever, I would ask them, like, well, what can we do differently? Like, what can we change about this show to to make you more comfortable with it? If they're like, oh, nothing. Like, you burned that already. I'd be like, I'm really sorry to hear that. And I would pity them. I wouldn't be like shooting from the hip on them. I wouldn't be like pulling out my six shooters and being like, oh, got to burn these motherfuckers to the ground because they occupy a PG niche, whereas you guys get to occupy the rated R niche. You guys get to do your own thing free of anybody putting the cuffs on you. And that's a blessing to people that are creative and the people that go after it and they grab that shit by the balls and they're like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to make this show fucking baller as fuck. And if they don't like it, like suck my dick, I don't give a shit. So you get to come and do your own thing and blaze your own trail without having to have them ride your coattails. You know, you fucking putting that shit up there, getting them thousands of downloads, getting them free ad revenue. Like, fuck that. Get your own ad revenue. Get your own fuck money because they don't deserve it. If they don't want it, they don't think that you have a home there, fuck them. The next one of you fuckers out there that's listening, or if you're not listening and you're like, yeah, man, I'm going to write funny magic articles and I'm going to challenge people like he did because, man, that's all I ever did. I wasn't worth much else. Fucking clickbait, man. Clickbait. If you're going to do that shit, harden the fuck up. Be a grown-ass man or be a grown-ass woman or be a grown-ass, you know, gender fluid, whatever you might be. Take that shit and run with it. Don't let people hurt your feelings. Don't let people upset you. Don't let people get to you. Don't let them ruin your sense of self because that is where you become bitter and you start writing worse shit. And that's the worst thing you could do. That's my fucking advice. Let it ride and enjoy yourselves. A lot of the controversy that we have are in our skits or the comical shit that you'll hear throughout our episode. We do address topics during our conversations. And if you don't like the silly Comic Cola commercial about the black dude, fuck yeah, Comic Cola. This shit's chronic. I've never had so much energy. I got shot three times by the cop and I wouldn't go down. I'm black. And if I'm going outside, I'm drinking Comet Cola. It's like wearing a bulletproof vest. I'm unstoppable. Comet Cola. The best. Get some. Deal with it, bro. (laughs) Shit is addressing topics that are happening currently around the world. So we're not just trying to get in your face, just get in your face. We want to start a conversation. I feel you. And and being the, the shock jocks of magic, like there is always uh, there's room for that. And that's cool. Sometimes that's just how people want to be like. And that's and that's awesome. Like find your niche and find what works for you and, and make it happen and enjoy that. I mean, I lived trying to placate people or, or trying to have like a, a, a group of people to blame 
for certain things. Like it just makes your life so much easier when you're like, fuck all of you. I'm gonna big dick swing as hard as I want, whatever I want about any topic I want. And if you guys don't like it, don't fucking click on it. I would love to see what the stats are, but I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm Star City's most read writer. If I'm not, I'm like way the fuck up there. Top 10 for sure, top five, I hope but maybe number one when it comes to fucking Facebook, Twitter, all that shit. And it was because I stopped fucking giving a shit and I started doing what I wanted. If the people that were reading it didn't like it, they still clicked it. Like they still put money in my pocket just by dick riding it, spending all their time on Facebook fucking, this is why he's wrong. He's such a fucking douchebag. That's what you guys want, man. And just just run with it. Like, take that torch. Take my fucking torch, man. Take the, the fucking same wherever you feel like torch. Fucking run with it. And just do good things. That's all I can... It's like the only advice I can give. It's, it's easy when we started as outcasts. You know what I mean? If we start getting kicked off a few weeks in, you know, off of bullshit, it's really easy for us to just keep carrying that. Thank you for entering this level of debauchery. It's fucking awesome. Oh, I, I have so much hatred. I have such a profound hatred for humanity that, that any opportunity that I get to spread that is just oh, it's wonderful. I thank you for that. Mark, is there anywhere... Uh, I got a couple questions before we head out. Sure. Do you have anything to ask, John? I was expecting John right, to give me the it. business, bro. So I, I'm really waiting for this shit to go down. Well, I mean, in, you know, if you if you want the business, I mean, I okay, agree to disagree. I mean, you're not the type of person that I would ever, you know, sit down and have a beer with and enjoy talking to just based off the things you said here and your attitude and the way you conduct yourself and carry yourself. And you've done nothing but reinforce most of the things I believe about you. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm glad you moved on with your life and that, you know, you're getting away from Star City Games. I don't believe a fucking word that you said about them, you know, and unfortunately we didn't get into, get into some of that stuff. But oh, go ahead. I still got time, man. Go ahead. Get out your feelings. Well, you know, just for example, I mean, part of the reason why I really hate Star City Games is that, you know, they're trying to shake loose change out of kids' pockets. They're known for two things, and that's having extraordinarily high card prices and fucking over legacy. And that's what Star City represents and what they stand for. You know, so anybody that's kind of helping them along that journey by default, you know, is advocating for the things that they're doing. You know, I hear a whole lot of dancing around the fact that you bring people to their site, you provide content for them, which results in page views, and the whole like, oh, well, I can write whatever I want to write, and I'm one of the top ten writers and all that. But you didn't write about anything other than pushing cardboard, is kind of the point. What am I, can I, okay. Sure, go I'm ahead. Gonna, yeah, I, I'll, I'll touch on, on two things, and um, and I'll just, hopefully I'll give you some insight into, into how that shit works. Um, so, the legacy thing. The reason that Star City stopped supporting legacy is because people stopped buying legacy cards. It, it became a detriment to the product. And when people are like, yo, they had the high, they had these really high prices for, for legacy cards, the truth of that is, is because there was a really big demand for a while and then the bubble burst on it. And it wasn't Star City that burst the bubble, it was, it was the players. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a real quick example, John. When I was in uh, Tennessee uh, for the, the Knoxville Open, this is a Midwestern Open, all right, with a Legacy Classic, all right. I want you to I want you to tell me how many people do you think signed up for the Legacy Classic, and I'll, I'll wait. Uh, I'd probably say forty. Yeah, you're, you're right. 
Okay, you're about. You're actually. You're right. Holy there. fucking shit! Oh uh, my god, you didn't get to be a dick and jump all over me. Right. Um, you're right. And uh, that here. Uh, and here's the other side of the coin. All right. So whenever the support for a format starts to wane, like it like it has with Legacy, because Legacy GPs are so infrequent that people will travel for them. That's just a fact. You know. And if you look at the evidence, Legacy GPs are awesome because people all over the world travel to them because they're so few and far between. That's a wizard thing. That's not a Starzy thing, by the way. Legacy attendance was Dragon Balls. There was a thing with that big judge lawsuit that occurred where judges were like, well, you're not compensating us in invaluable prize anymore, like the packs that they would get. We want actual human money now. So judges went from being a non-existing expense. This, again, this comes down to Wizards. Wizards uh, changed their policy. Before, Wizards used to give TOs free product. They used to say, here is a, a bunch of cases of magic product to pay your judges. Then the new CEO of Wizards pops in and he goes, well, listen, we're going to do it still, but we're going to give them cases at, like, ridiculously discounted prices. We're going to give it to them at cost. SCG, you know, is like, all right. And other TOs are like, okay, so I'm also giving you the information as to why GPs are more expensive now, too. I hope I'm not betraying the trust of some of my judge friends that have given me this information. So I hope they gave it to me understanding that I might repeat it. But then Homeboy Wizards goes, listen, now we're going to make TOs pay actual price for cases and boxes. So now they're paying cost. They're not paying the $35 they were before. They're paying, I think it's like around like 74, 75 bucks per box. That eventually, supplementing of that is gone because Wizards is no longer providing uh, judge foils for these events. So it used to be, you could be a judge, you could roll up to one of these GPs and they would hand you one of these packets. You could sell it for like 400 bucks. Your hotel was paid for it. You weren't getting fucked and you could uh, make some money. They got sued. So what happened is, is that judges went from being a non-existent expense over the last X amount of months, years, years and years and years, to being the highest expense. At a, at a GP, we're talking around 200 and some thousand dollars to pay judges, to staff your fucking events. So when you look at these events, uh, like these SCG Opens and shit like that, the reason that the plug got pulled on Legacy wasn't because they were trying to kill Legacy, it's because Legacy was dwindling and the cost of paying judges and renting out venues was taking away from money. It became a business decision. Like, would you do an event that you know doesn't make you any money and actually costs you money? Like, I don't know. That's, I mean, you might if, if you've got the extra cash laying around, but eventually that's going to wear on you. And that's what SCG did for a couple of years is they bit the fucking bullet on it and they got railroaded because all these people saying, oh, you're killing Legacy. We're not going to fuck this company. They fucking suck dick. They don't do anything for our format. When the reality is, is the Legacy wouldn't be half of what it is if it wasn't for SCG because of, of all the support that they did get. So I could totally see where you're coming from, John. When you're like, man, they fucking pulled the plug on this shit. But the, the truth of it is, is the legacy player base reached up and they grabbed the cord and they pulled it out themselves. Okay, Good so, shit. so what, you, what you've essentially spent the past 15 minutes saying is that Star City had no role to play in legacy not getting supported by Star City. It's because there's a bubble that burst because of players and because of unrelated judge expenses. Therefore, Star City had absolutely no choice. They had no other options. There's what, nothing I mean, they do Listen, and I, and I would, and I, what, what would the other option be? And I'm trying, to, and I'm not trying to inject emotion. Well, okay, holy shit. I mean, if you know you're only running tournaments for 40 people, so you're telling me that they were spending two hundred thousand dollars on judges oh, no, that's, that's because they, because that, they that, didn't know that it's only going to be 40 people. I mean, that's the excuse you gave, right? No, no, no. You're, you're trying so to. How much, how much is it in judge cost for 40 people, Mark? Uh, I don't know the math on it, uh, so I, I, I can't give you the actual numbers. I'm just giving you okay, what GP less costs. Less than two hundred thousand dollars. Well, at SCG Open, I'm sure it's less than. I'm sure it's less than that. Yeah. 
I'm okay, sure. so so you're telling me they couldn't scale it to support the format? Uh, no, because like I don't know how much you know about running tournaments, but for you have to like allocate a certain amount of people, uh, regardless of what the turnout ends up being. The turn the turnout is is symptomatic. The amount of judges have to be allocated to a tournament, regardless of how many people show up to it, because that's just how it works. Okay, you so can't you're telling me that down at my local card shop when they're running like a freaking you know Sunday thing that they've got to spend $200,000 on judges if it's a legacy event. Is that what you're saying? No, no, that's that's not. I, I actually just told you what it costs to staff an entire GP. Um, that that was how much a three-day event cost for them to, to okay, staff. Okay, so you're telling me that Star City could not figure out a way to scale it and meet the minimum requirements for, you know, the, the tournament reporter and all that other kind of shit. They couldn't find a way to scale it and still support the format. No, uh, you can't do that. Because if whether 40 or 400 people show up for it, you have to be prepared for all situations, for any contingency. So um, you have to be ready so for... You're, what you're telling me is that Star City has absolutely no way to do market research. They have no idea who they're, who they're playing. Oh, no, but, but that's the problem. That's, what they, that's where it was costing the money. Like, you're answering your own question. Like, they were allocating these uh, resources for, for bigger turnouts. And after I think it was like four or five tournaments, people so, were just like not showing up. They, they, so you're telling you know, me that they're just completely stupid. They're just a bunch of guys standing around with their dick in their hand waiting for 400 people to show up and 40 people show up. Scaled that significantly over the last few years. Well, sure. Like, I mean, I accept that, but you know, there's a difference between 440. That's like a multiplier of 10. And you're telling me right. that a multi-billion-dollar company like Star City was just like, I think 100 people are going to show up, and 40 people show up, and they're surprised. Well, that's not how it works. You're basically. Well, how the fuck does it work? I mean, tell me, I, tell I, me I, how I, it works. Tell me that it makes sense. It oh, doesn't make Star City look like a bunch of blithering idiots. The problem is, I'm explaining it to you, and you're like, you apparently you can't seem to handle it, like this basic common sense thing. So, um, over okay. the X amount so of years. If you explain to me that oh. 40 people are showing up to these events, yeah. Star City is expecting 400 people to show up to these events where 40 it's people are showing up. That correct or not? It's not, no, it's not what I said. You're actually just okay. Cherry what did you say? Okay, tell me what they're expecting to show up. Now, not very many, because over the last year or so, not very many people have shown up to these legacy classics and these legacy opens. Just true or false? Star City is able to anticipate how many people will show up for these events. False. You cannot anticipate it. It is. It is not humanly possible. If okay. Show up or so. So true or false? Star City has no way of anticipating how many people are going to show up for the events, and your answer is true. True. You there's ballparks that you can look at in terms of you know uh, when you've been in a region before. For example, Knoxville. The last Legacy event they had there was significantly larger than the one that they ended up having. Yeah. So let's let's keep playing the true or false game here. True or false? There's a minimum amount of support that you have to have in place in order to meet the reporter requirements and the tournament floor rules and all that. False. I'm going to try to hit your question on a couple different levels, I guess. You, they could have had a tournament with eight people. If, if, if eight people showed up... Tournament. Okay, yeah, I get that. But, you know, there's there's scales, right? You know, if you have so many people, you're required to have so many judges, right? Uh, yeah. So there is a scale out there that says, you know, if there are X many players and there's X many judges and X much uh, prize support and, you know, and on and on and on, right? Oh, yeah, I, that's that's pretty much common sense. I think everybody knows that. Okay, so Star City knows what they have to have to, you know, support tournaments no matter what that scaling is. But they have absolutely no way of being able to determine how many people are going to show up. And they have absolutely no way of 
being able to scale that relative to the interest in the format. That's what you're telling me. No, I mean, you can you can do all the market research you want. I mean, I, I was in marketing and you you forecast and you try to make your, your educated decisions, but there is no world where you can force your audience to come based on what their previous year's attendance was. So you're telling me that they've just got a bunch of bumbling idiots there who can't... No, see, that's that's what you're saying. Because these are all just factors that are just out there in the fucking sky. Nobody can do this. It's impossible to do it. You know, you can't force people to come to a tournament. So you've got to set it up for, you know, $200,000 in judge expenses. And I'm cool with this because this is living embodiment of what I'm used to is just people spouting off stupid shit. What did I say that's stupid? It isn't something you just told me. I literally just said a minute ago. The GPs, now, GPs, multi-thousand person events are costing them a shit ton of money. But it is scaled down significantly for events like SEG Opens, okay? At the same time, if your profit margin, if you're not reaching a certain level of money that you need to be taking in to make these events worthwhile, because A, you do not know what convention centers cost. You do not know what it costs to get these permits to get into these places. You, I, oh, yeah, I, I don't know I, what those things cost because I mean, you know all about by, me, right, Mark? You're not cherry-picking or anything, are you? By the dumb you know all about me, don't you? Spouse. I mean, I've known enough about you of what your your friends have actually told me about, like, what an actual, like, joke of a human being you are. Like, yeah, I oh, know. Oh, well, let's hear some of that, Mark. Let's hear it. Nah, no, nah, it's cool. You can... No, I, I, would ra- I would I rather... I thought you didn't go on tilt, man. I thought that, like, you know, you were the cool guy and this isn't your real persona. This is your persona, isn't it? The kind that, like, calls out people when they're fucking idiots? Like, yeah, dude. Like, that is what I'll do. You so know? everything you just told us for the past hour is a big fucking lie, and you're trying to save face. No. I mean, I, I just think that what you're trying to do is you're caught up in your own fucking lie. It's not working for you, and you're throwing a bitch fit because, like, you were expecting no, it's working me to perfectly here and, like, because I asked about why Star City's card prices are so high and why you pulled support for Legacy, and you're they, mouthing they, off they, about, I like, oh, there's judges suing these people, and you well, don't you know, know what it costs to run a convention center, and you're all idiots. I'm Martin Estacote. I'm the only person who knows everything about Legacy. How upset you are, man. That's cool. Like, feel something. I'm upset because there's people like you that have the attitude that you know everything, everyone else is an idiot, and then you go out there and try to turn that around on people. No, I'm not turning around. You're making yourself look like you're fucking stupid, dude. I'm not doing anything. You're not... Okay, so explain to me in, like, one Twitter post why Star City pulled support for Legacy. Because the players aren't supporting Legacy as much as they say they want to. So if they supported Legacy and could find a way to make it profitable, would they? Hell yeah, dude. Would you you ever leave money on the table? Like, be realistic here, man. If they found a way, if players got way more invested, like when that bubble was starting to grow and it was getting to be bigger and bigger. So is it fair to say that it's all about the money for Star City? I mean, they're a business. What I'm trying to get at is you make a hell of a lot less money when it's 40 people showing up than when you have, you know, like whatever, 1,000, 1,500, right? Yep. If they wanted to, they could find a way to support Legacy for 40 people. All right, Star well, then, City. Yo, then I am, I am open to you telling me what you think they should do. You know what? Honestly, if, I, if it was me, if I was Pete and I was in the office, I would flash sale my Legacy shit. I would take the, fin- the small financial hit on it. Because what you buy it for, I would be selling it for what I bought it for. Holy shit, what a cliffhanger, and we leave you until next week. A to be continued. We got plenty of heat in store with a whole nother hour of Mark Nestico, To Be Continued Part 2. Here's a sneak peek of what you can expect next week from Magic and Hash. I don't give a fuck about him. I'd like you to answer my question. You're pissed, and that's cool, dude. I just want to get some answers out of Mark. Fuck, John. 
listening to you ramble about shit. What you're hearing is like when a, when a person that talks a bunch of shit in real life, I would hope that, that there would be some sort of like integrity. Oh you know? my god, do you really believe that? Definitely one of the most stupid trolls I've ever dealt with. That shit was fucking awesome. Wow. Thanks for getting blitzed with us. Peace out. Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kinda odd. No barking from the dog, no smog. And mama cooked the breakfast with no hog. I got my grub on, but didn't dig out. Finally got a call from a girl I wanna dig out. Hooked it up for later as I hit the dope. Thinking, will I live another 24? I gotta go, cause I got me a drop top. And if I hit the switch, I can make the ass drop. To stop at a red light Looking in my mirror Not a jacker in sight And everything is alright I got a beat from Kim And she could do it all night Called up the homies And I'm asking y'all Which part are y'all playing basketball Get me on the court And I'm troubled Last week messed around And got a triple-double Freaking brothers every way Like MJ I can't believe Today was a good day To the pad and hit the showers Didn't even get no static from the cowards Cause just yesterday them fools tried to blast me Saw the police and they rolled right past me No flexing, didn't even look in a brother's direction As I ran the intersection Went to show dog's house They was watching your MTV raps What's the haps on the craps? Shake em up, shake em up, shake em up, shake em Roll em in a circle of homies and watch me break em with a 7 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven, 7 even back door, little jump I picked up the cash flow then we play bones, and I'm yelling domino. Plus, nobody I know got killed in South Central LA. Today was a good day. <laughs> Left my homie's house pay. Picked up a girl, been trying to dig since the 12th grade. It's ironic. I had the boo, she had the chronic The Lakers beat the super signs Felt on the big fat fanny Pulled out the jammy And killed the poo nanny And my Jimmy runs deep So deep, so deep Put her butt to sleep Woke her up around one She didn't hesitate To call Ice Cube the top gun Drove her to the pad and I'm coasting Took another sip of the potion Hit the three wheel motion I was glad everything had worked out the burnt off and been chirped out Today was like one of those Five dreams, didn't even see a berry Flashing those high beams No helicopter looking For the murder, two in the morning Got the fat burger Even saw the lights of the Goodyear Blunt and it read ice cubes A pinch Drunk as hell but no throwing up Halfway home and my page is still Blowing up, today I didn't even have to use my AK I gotta say it was a good day